Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in across the state this afternoon or online. Welcome to the program. Everybody's here. Bob Kelly, Luke. We're in the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We're glad you're with us. Opening segment, like every day, is sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of Southern Miss and the Eagle Hour. And we appreciate all that they do. Great place to take your family for a great meal. Cliff Russom joining us later in the show. We've got some news for Kelly about Tom Brady returning to New England. That just broke this morning. But first, we want to talk baseball. And uh, we've got an old friend on the show and a a guy that will need no introduction to our listening audience. Mike Federico is the head baseball coach at uh, Louisiana Monroe, a longtime uh, Coach here at Southern Miss, former player, guys with a, a lot of Golden Eagle ties, and we're always uh, glad to have Coach Fed on the show. So, Coach, uh, thanks, first of all, for being on the show and uh, a familiar foe coming to your place this weekend. It is. Excited uh, with the Golden Eagles coming to town. Um, you know, kind of bittersweet. Uh, when I was at the University of Memphis, we, you know, of course, was in Conference USA at the time and used to have the, you know, three-game series and all that stuff. This would be the first time. Coach Barry and the boys come this way, but uh, definitely a lot of guys that I know, uh, especially, you know, even still on this team, you know, Dickerson was, I was still there when Kai was recruiting him and Coach Tim Lynch, and of course, Danny's still there. And then I signed Montenegro and uh, his brother's there. So definitely some familiarity. And then there's a a number of kids on the team that uh, we've recruited uh, going against, um, going against Southern Miss. Um, so definitely know a lot about them and with Coach Ostrander and, and Travis Creel, who I ended up coaching, um, just a lot of familiarity and it's going to be fun to see those guys and, um, and, and get after it and compete this weekend. So if you take the Lynch brothers and the Montenegro brothers, that's a combined uh, just about a century of ball playing in Hattiesburg, right, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Uh, it's crazy because um, even when I was at Memphis, I uh, coached against uh, – the oldest Lynch when he was at, at Marshall. So, um, and then we've got a kid on our team that, uh, played for, um, uh, Matt Lynch, the, the oldest brother. So it's, uh, definitely known the Lynch family for a long time and, um, definitely excited about seeing and, and competing against them. All right, coach, tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about your ball club, who to look for and uh, what to expect this weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, 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 
beat up and young, but um, I, I, I like our group, you know, record-wise. We, we haven't had a good year, and it's, it's been very disappointing. But uh, we'll start uh, pretty much four freshmen um, from a position player standpoint. Um, we've got a couple Mississippi kids on our team, our DH, Riley. Uh, Riley Davis is from uh, – it played at Itawamba. He's from the Memphis area. Sean Dalton Weatherby is our center fielder. He's a, he's a Mississippi guy from Boonville. Played for Richie Harrelson, who you know I ended up coaching with there as well. Um, and then um, you know got some some uh, you know it's just been a it's been a unique year. We've played most of the year with really just with one catcher. Uh, been beat up back there, so we've had some injuries. Lost our first baseman, and um, it's been just been kind of one of those difficult years. But uh, really like our pitching staff. Kind of um, I think Friday night will be a really good matchup with Nick Judis. And, and, you know, of course, Tanner throwing. Um, it'll be very interesting with those two guys. I'm sure there'll be a lot of pro scouts out there to see them. Um, and then Saturday we've got a, a, a young man that's in his fifth year, still has a year of eligibility left. He's actually a guy that I recruited when I was still at Southern Miss named Cam Barlow, um, a left-handed pitcher. He's got over 200 innings for us, um, just a steady Eddie type guy. And then our Sunday guy is a kid from right outside of Hattiesburg, um, played at Pearl River Central named Justin Robinson. So uh, it'll be a good weekend. A lot, again, a lot of familiarity with both clubs, and um, it'll be fun to compete against them. Luke, get in here with Coach Fed. Coach, thanks so much for coming on. And, and uh, you know, we're adjusting to the Sun Belt Conference. You uh, you went from, from Hattiesburg into the Sun Belt, so you have uh, several years under your belt. Um, what what was the, the transition like, you know, for, for you moving into the Sun Belt? And, and where do you think uh, the the conference is nationally in, in collegiate baseball right now? Well, when I first moved over here, you know, I knew the league was already good. Um, but I felt like Conference USA at the time was probably a little bit little bit ahead of it. And then, you know, through the last couple of years with, with the transition of so many teams going, our league just steadily kept getting better and better. And, I feel like our commissioner did an unbelievable job of uh, really promoting baseball. And, you know, when we got Coastal Carolina in there and um, it just it really, really catapulted it. I felt like the first year everybody had a, a legitimate Friday night guy, but then the Saturday and Sunday was just kind of just okay. And um, whereas I felt like in Conference USA, everybody had a Friday and Saturday. And now our league, I feel like everybody has a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And it's just a, uh, tremendous league i think the resources that people are putting into it are um you know a testament to the commitment by the league and by the universities and um it is a bear of a league when you think of it that there's eight teams in the top 80 from an rpi standpoint i mean that's that's enough said i mean conference usa was never like that in the the time that i was in hattiesburg and even at at memphis and so it's um it's it's a challenge and with Southern Miss coming in and just made it even even better, and the, the likes of Old Dominion and you know James Madison's kind of been a somebody new that didn't really know anything about, but I mean they're in like third place, tied for third, I think, and um, got a chance to be in the top six. So it's 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 pretty interesting. You're in the uh, the same state as uh, former uh, Southern Miss assistant coach Lane Burrows. I, I did see a picture last fall of of you Scott Lane and, and with with Coach Palmer. Uh, we we talked about this the other day with Ted Palmer. Just uh, you know the the guys that have come, gone out and done so well that that came up under Corky. What did he mean to you? Uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Um, 
without Coach Palmer and what he did for me. He came in my senior year. I was a um, senior catcher, and you know he was the pitching coach with Coach Denson, and uh, learned a tremendous amount from him just from the being in the bullpen and you know all those kind of things. And then um, you know that that summer when he got promoted to be the head coach, he kept me on to be the, a student coach, which I really didn't know what I was going to be. I just thought I was going to be a high school teacher, and um, and uh, so it's it's been a it's been a you know where I'm at with him has been amazing. Um, I remember even I was telling this to somebody on the news the other day that uh, um, even with my wife um, who I was dating at the time, you know he he took he took her and uh, kind of had a long talk with her and told her about the coaching experience and all those kind of things and uh, kind of prepared her for the chaos of everything that we're in as well. So. Um, again, I wouldn't be where I'm at without him, and uh, he just means so much to me and to my family. And it was a shame to, you know, to see him pass. And um, it has been neat to see Lane and Coach Barry and everybody else that he's impacted over the years. Louisiana Monroe head baseball coach Mike Federico with us on the Eagle Hour. Coach Fed, the the Louisiana Monroe job is tough any way you you look at it. Uh, you talk to your colleagues that, that it's a tough place, um, but. But when you, you came out of the gate and put together those great teams, there's a danger in that, in that it raises the bar, and then Warhawk fans think that you're supposed to do that every single year. Tell us how that can be problematic. Yeah, you know, we, we made a commitment when I first got here from the JUCO side of it and, and really just tried to um, you know build it quick, and, and we were able to. We were off to a really good start. In, uh, you know, 2000, well, 2019, my second year, uh, we made it to the semifinals of the tournament, and I mean things were just rolling in the right direction. And then, of course, 2020, we got off to a 14 and three start, I believe, is what we were. And and then COVID hit us, and um, just from a resource standpoint, trying to figure out who we were going to bring back and who we weren't. Guys graduating, it just it kind of was a, a huge speed bump for us. And um, and then having to sign people sight unseen, it became difficult. And um, we, we've kind of break the, the, you know, the, the bad end of it the last two years. And again, just trying to build something has, has been difficult and resources are difficult, but, uh, you know, we, we got a turf field last year. Uh, our school has, has put some money into it and we, we, we're steadily getting a little bit better, but, um, again, go back to the league, how difficult it is. It's been a, it's been a struggle. Um, but, uh, you know, I like, I like the, 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 you know, the location we're at, the league that we're in, um, just, you know, from a resource standpoint, it is difficult. But at the same time, um, you know, it was the same thing at, at Southern Miss. I mean, we overachieved in, in every way, shape, and form, in, in, in my opinion, all those years um, when I was at Southern Miss. did more with less, and it's just something that we have to do here. And I think there's more people out there that are in our um, shoes than there are that have, have all the, the necessities that they need. All right, Coach Fed, we know you're traveling. We've got a really short three-minute break. A couple of more questions if you can uh, stay on the phone with us. Is that good? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Appreciate it. Mike Federico on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be right back with more from Coach Fed after this.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back, everybody. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark at campusbookmark.net, right in the shadow of the rock. All the uh, games between Louisiana Monroe and Southern Miss will be on the TVs. Uh, you can be sure of that. Uh, at 4th Street Bar and Grill this weekend, and Campus Bookmart will have all the apparel you need uh, to be dressed up for the game. So I want to thank Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, 4th Street Bar and Grill for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. We're talking uh, to Louisiana Monroe coach Mike Federico. All right, Coach, uh, your your long history with Southern Miss, well-documented. Uh, when you guys uh, start playing this weekend, how will this weekend be different for you, if in fact it is, than other weekends? Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things like even playing, you know, we talked about Laneboro, you know, a little while ago too. I think playing your friends is, is always fun to me. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a respect factor there with Coach Barry and Oz and, and Creel. And it's kind of like the old school, you know, whistle ball game in the backyard. You want to kill each other at the time. And then afterwards you want to you know shake hands and catch up and see how your fam their families are doing and, and all those kind of things. And, um, Again, being that I coached at Memphis, I've, I've you know got an experience of coaching against Coach, um, you know Coach Barry in, in the past. So it, it'll be fun, but at the same time, I'll I want to rip his face off for those three games that we're playing. <laughs> what do you expect from the Golden Eagles, Coach? Uh, just maturity. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, when when you look at the experience that they have, that's back and. Um, you know, guys that have played in regionals the past couple of years, I think there's just a maturity about them. And you can see that with the, the win streak that they got going on right now. They know, they know how, to, how to turn it on at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, maybe didn't get off to the, the expectations that maybe some people had. Uh, but, but now that it's, it's the business part of the season with, with conference, um, they're solidifying themselves and putting themselves up there at the top. And, you know, for me, it's, it's my job to, to try to win a series this weekend and, and maybe put a you know little uh, little curveball in there for them. But but really, coach, your kids have nothing to lose. I mean, really, when you're looking at it, I mean, they can go out there and you you would hope would play relaxed, comfortable baseball. Yeah, I hope so. And you know, just in the process that we're in with trying to build, you know, again, we'll, we'll start you know three, four freshmen out there and just getting them to understand what this league is about and. Um, you know, I've got a, I've got a few 18 year olds that are playing against some 23 and 24 year olds, and and that's what college baseball seems to be a lot more of is is you know 20 uh, fifth and sixth year guys. There's 23 and 24 year olds, and uh, so it is difficult. And for me, the process is trying to get us for for now that we're not going to be in the tournament. You know, for next year to uh, to understand what it's going to take for us to get to Montgomery. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about the future of college baseball. Volunteer coaches now are going to be allowed to be paid next year, so to speak. If you could wave a magic wand, what would you do to improve the game of college baseball, if not from a personnel uh, situation, uh, any rule changes that you might make, Coach Fed? Yeah, it's a, that's a great question. I, you know, I, I, I'm really excited about the, the third paid coach, and you know, it'll be interesting to see how many people are able to to kind of shift gears right into it and actually pay people. Um, and, and that's kind of the scary part of it from a resource standpoint for a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I think I think college baseball is in a really good state, um, especially with the, the exposure that they're getting from social media and all the ESPN Plus games. Um, you know, my thing is the scary part is the transfer portal. 
um, you know, just learning how to navigate it for, you know, I mean, look at even look at you guys losing um, the arm to, to Florida last year. I mean, how, how different of a, of a season would it be right now for you? Not that you guys aren't in, in good shape, but uh, at the same time to have another guy, um, I think it's going to be interesting, the, the landscape of who's going to raise the money and how we're going to be able to pay some of these players that had really good programs like a, a ULM and a Southern Miss in, in, in the Sunbelt Conference. Luke? Last question for me, Coach, uh, just kind of to follow up um, on that. It just seems as if, though, you know, with, with our conference specifically, baseball in a lot of ways, and you could probably argue the NCAA tournament, but baseball is is the equalizer. I mean, it, it, it's what uh, I think the growth of the game, and, and we're, we're spoiled down south. I mean, we are compared to the rest of the country. But it seems to be one of the few sports in the NCAA anybody can win on any given day. And, and a lot of that's obviously just the game of baseball. But at the same time, I think that's what's made it attractional as a, as a collegiate sport. I agree. I'll tell you two stories. Um, you know, one of them is back when I was at Memphis and John Calipari was the basketball coach and he used to come down into Coach Schoenrock's office and say it all the time that, uh, realistically basketball and, and, and baseball, if you can get into the tournament, are really the only two teams that, that realistically have a chance to win a national championship. And, um, you know, I think even last year you guys hosting, uh, you know, put you in a, in a position and then with Ole Miss, you know, under, you know, beating you. Um, you saw what could have happened, and then um, you know the, the other the other part of it is is the fact that uh, um, you know with the resources that people have, baseball is, is it's easy it's easy to kind of flip the switch with it because um, you know from the football standpoint you got to get into the playoff and everything else and it becomes difficult. But even in 2009, my last year at Memphis, when um, you guys went to Omaha. We, we beat uh, Memphis beat Southern Miss two out of three in the second to last weekend and didn't even know if you guys were going to get into the tournament. And, and luckily, ironically, Monroe won in the Sunbelt tournament and, and upset somebody to, uh, you know, help Southern Miss kind of get sneak into a regional and then ended up going to Omaha. So, I mean, that's, that's how crazy it can be. Um, you know, when you talk about these tournaments that are about, about to start and um, with our league possibly having four teams in, you can finish fourth in our league and still get a, have a chance to go to Omaha. No question. Well, Coach Fed, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us very much. Uh, we've had you on the show before. Always uh, enjoy those conversations and uh, wish you the best of luck at the Louisiana Monroe, sir. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure, and I uh, wish you guys nothing but the best except for this weekend. There we go. There we go. <laughs> At least he's honest, right? There we go. Coach Mike Federico, everybody. Did you did you notice what he said? I, I love this because he's a Warhawk, and he's he's flying the flag right there. He's a gold nigga. Did you notice what he said? The context was anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Right. And he the way that he said it was was that Southern Miss was way better than Ole Miss last year. He's like, look what can happen. Right. They can come in and 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 you know surprise you like that. So There's no question. He's a golden eagle. No he's question. He's a golden eagle. All right, I got some news I want to share with uh, Kelly and get his reaction. I, I just saw this. This was brought to my attention uh, before we uh, came on the air. Tom Brady returns to New England. What are you talking about? How do you feel about that? I don't have any feeling about Tom Brady what, whatsoever. You want to know the rest of the story? Okay, Paul Harvey. He's uh, <laughs> Give it to me. He's actually returning to New England for the opening game, and they're going to honor him and put them in the Patriots Hall of Fame. And 
and pay tribute to what was the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Well, that's you know, I'm really glad to hear that, Bob, because that's something that Tom Brady has never had, is anybody worshiping at his feet and giving him <laughs> honor that he so richly deserves. Well, he's old school now. The new Tom Brady is Patrick Mahomes. He is the god of the NFL, and uh, yeah. do not put a hand on Patrick Mahomes. Well, don't look at him cross-eyed. Don't touch him with your pinky. Don't do anything because the correct. flags will fly. Correct. I'm going to set it up for you, Kelly, right here. I'm just going to set it up for you, okay? The, the new Tom Brady is not Patrick Mahomes because to go along with the theme of every day this week, it should be... Go. What, what have you talked about every day? Oh, what, yes. How have you turned everything huh. this week? Well, what it's not going to be Joe Burrow if that's what you're talking about. I was trying to allow you a homer moment. Yeah, yeah well, okay? it, I was it, allowing you a big softball out there, the, But the thing is, is I don't want there to be any golden child. I want the teams to, you know, to play, just let it, let it be settled on the field. I don't want any I team. I think to, this started years ago with Billy Kilmer when he was the golden child of the NFL. <laughs> With those beautiful passes that he used to throw. Those, Billy, Billy, right? those w- wounded ducks that he used to throw. No, but I think Mahomes is going to be you know, their, their golden child now. The NFL does drop the schedule tonight. There are some leaks about you know, games that the, the first game of the season is going to be Kansas City at Detroit. Boy, that wow! <laughs> Go Lions! Wow! I was a lion for a week. Go yes, Lions! That's right. That's, that's exciting, and at Kansas City at Detroit. I'm cheering for anybody that plays the cheats, mm-hmm. uh, no matter who it is. But the entire schedule will be unveiled tonight on national TV. Is, is it fair to expect that we will we will have Kansas City? Chiefs football just literally stuffed down our throats for eighteen weekends. That that or Dallas. Yeah. You know, for sure. I think we can cheer Cowboys. for Eric Scott if that's the case. Yeah, I'd rather watch Dallas play than Kansas City. I'm I'm bored with Kansas But one City. interestingly, Luke, you you and Bob will both find this interesting. Uh one story that has leaked uh, uh, already and I'm not being funny here, I'm being serious, that one of the teams that has uh statistically the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. Absolutely. It's about time. The New Orleans Saints. They really? owe us really yeah. five seasons of that and forty-two makeup calls. Wow, yeah. the Saints have the easiest schedule in the league. One of one of the one of the three easiest, if not if not the easiest. Yes, hmm. statistically based on the records of last year, mm-hmm. the Saints have among the easier schedules in the NFL. Um, we'll find out the exact schedules as the NFL does unveil them tonight. Um, the official schedules will be dropping. Matt Adams back in the starting rotation for the Golden Eagles. He will start the game Sunday against Louisiana Monroe. Cliff Russell joins us uh, every Thursday. We understand he's a celebrity in a celebrity pro-am event today, but we're going to... Playing golf again? We're going to find him on the golf course. Cliff Russell next. Southern Miss to the top. All right, many thanks to uh, Mike Federico for joining us. Uh, still a Golden Eagle down in his veins. Of course, the coach of uh, Louisiana Monroe. Enjoyed that conversation and appreciate Coach Fed uh, coming on the program. 
I want to thank uh, Jana King for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. The Jana King, the King of Clean. Their team has been working for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. Jana King can clean your business, too. For more information, you just need to go to JanaKingCleans.com. And South Alabama. Yes, they did clean out the uh, dugout after South Alabama. They swept it out. Yeah, we Plenty of brooms. Yeah, and, and can I just say, Cliff Russell is, is waiting to, to join us here, but a postscript to our interview with Mike Federico can be a good message to everybody in society and in politics. I like what, what Coach Fed said, that, look, this weekend, his Warhawks, they're going to try to beat the brakes off of Southern Miss, right? Mm-hmm. But once the games are over, we're going to shake hands, we're going to eat hamburgers, we're going to you know catch up with each other, and we're going to love on each other, Right. Just because you disagree and you compete with against each other, that's right. It's over, yeah. right? We yeah. can we can disagree with each other and still get along. Attention, politicians. He Every, did us all. He did also imply, though, that when it comes time to pay the meal, Scott will be the first one out of the room. That's, <laughs> well, he, he did say that, right? Well, we'll we'll get okay. Coach Barry to either confirm or deny that on Monday. Uh, Cliff Russell joins us every Thursday. Cliff's playing golf. He's actually the celebrity at the Pro-Am event at this golf tournament he is at. And, Speaking uh, of skipping out on the yeah, bill. So, uh, so Cliff, uh, <laughs> you've been signing a lot of autographs, taking a lot of pictures, that sort of thing today? No, no, I'm here uh, I'm here as Jason Baker's guest. See, Jake, they, they want the play-by-play guy, right? right. Nobody, nobody wants the color guy. So I don't know. The color is, guy uh, owns mug shots. The color guy would be a good guy to get to know. He owns mug shots, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Look, base, I heard y'all say burgers earlier. Baseball and burgers. I love it. All right, I Cliff Russell. We appreciate you being on the show every Thursday. Uh, starting lineup announced: uh, Tanner Hall Jr., Billy Odom Jr., Matt Adams Jr. Good to see Matt Adams uh, back in the rotation. Uh, your thoughts about uh, what do you have to do? And you you know this better than us. You're a former college baseball player, but. What do you have to do to, to keep the guys focused on this team that they're playing this weekend in light of the rough year they've had and, and make the guys understand that you got to go down there and play your best or you could lose? Yeah, I tell you what, you're, you're getting into that time of the year where it's just it's great to be a college baseball player. School's wrapping up for those guys, I know. So you, you've got nothing to worry about other than, than that next game and, and y'all's plan to – to, to attack each game, so it's it's really an awesome time. It's a great that some of my best memories were, were those couple weeks where you had nothing to worry about uh, outside of baseball. But to answer your question, yeah, like look, you just go. You, you don't change any philosophy. You don't you don't don't try to outsmart yourself. You can just go out there uh, and you attack just like you have every other game, and it should take care of itself. Do you worry at all that uh, maybe a little rhythm gets lost by this being the first week? There's no midweek. I mean, I, I think that's more offensively than than on the mound. You know, maybe some timing issues. But at this point in the year, like if if you're not ready, you know, I, I think they're obviously getting reps in practice. But uh, th- those guys should should not see any rust at this time of the year. You just go out there, and uh, I, I can't, you know, what it, what it's going to do for Oz and that staff, and and having every arm available. Uh, I think you you just can't you can't talk about that enough. Yeah, you sound, I sound like a negative Nelly here when I say this, but the thing that worries me, Cliff, is is any team that's in the Eagles you know, situation right now thinks that they ought to be able to go in there and sleepwalk all over Monroe, and that's never a position you want to be in, you know, because the Warhawks aren't going to be even playing in the conference tournament. They've got absolutely nothing to lose here. 
Well, and it, and it's Division One baseball on the road, which is which is always tough. I don't care who you're playing, and and uh, you know, obviously those guys have not had the season that they anticipated or they wanted, but uh, you know, it, it's it's still on the road. You're still sleeping in a hotel. You're you're off your uh, kind of your routine, if you will, and and it's not it's not easy to win on the road. So you know, you, you go in a road series looking. You know, typically you want to go in taking two or three is kind of your goal, but this weekend it's obviously got to be sweep, or you know that that's obviously what they have to be looking for. Luke, Cliff, what did you see last weekend in the sweep against South Alabama? Um, you you watch them more than anybody. What yeah. did you did you see anything that that it greatly encouraged you down the stretch to feel like ten winning you know ten win game streaks not not a fluke. This team's for real. They're coming on at the end. They're building momentum. Yeah, I, I saw a confident team, Luke, and I saw a confident team that fell behind early in all three games and, and even going back to Tulane. So four four games in a row, or maybe three games in a row. I, I forgot what it was, but uh, there was no panic there. And that tells me they're a confident group. They're a loose group. Um, you know, when your Friday night guy gives up too quick and you're kind of uh, behind in the, you know, quick and, and against a team that really you should uh, you should be mopping the floor with. And, and you know, I know South came in winning – Five of the last or their last five conference series, but you know, on paper, Southern Miss is better, and they showed it all weekend. But that that to me was the biggest thing. You got a group that falls behind early, and there was just no panic. They played loose, even even playing behind. Um, but obviously, they 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 got really good start pitching. They got great outings from Tanner and Billy, uh, and and then what Matt did. You know, I mean, Matt Adams looked good. Velocity was there. The the off speed, the secondary stuff looked looked better than it did the week before. It had better control and command of it. So. Uh, certainly a start that he can work off of. And then you saw, obviously, what Nico did. And, and it's, just a, it's just a confident group right now. Somehow, yesterday in 30 minutes, you mentioned Nico. And um, I'm, I'm just, it's great to see him with confidence. But we had eyes on yesterday. Somehow, for two segments, we really didn't talk about Justin Storm. 42 strikeouts in 24 innings. He's the closer. Uh, something teams don't see often, uh, a left-handed closer, don't see a guy that tall with that type of release point. But I think probably the greatest strength is the plane of the ball where it comes out of his hand. What's what's different with him, not just this year, but over the last month, he's really been unhittable. He has. No, you're, you're exactly right. I think it's like 20 of his 21 appearances or something, he, he's got a punch out, he's got a strike out. And, uh, you know, typically when he comes in, that's exactly what you need. And we've seen it over the last couple of weeks. He comes in and he gets that big punch out. But you said it; it's that big six-seven frame from the left side, man. It, it's he throws on such a downhill plane that it is it is just so incredibly tough. A to C and then B to hit. Uh, and then he, you know, he sets that guy up. We said it on the air the other day. He threw a couple fastballs to a lefty, and you just saw it coming. It's like here, here comes that slider. Here comes the sweeping slider, and he throws it. It's just almost, you know, when he when he's on like that with the fastball, that slider's almost unhittable to a lefty. When when it comes to the looking ahead to a tournament, and I know there's still two series left, right? And and the Warhawks and Cajuns aren't aren't going to be easy. But I mean, looking ahead to the Sun Belt tournament, Cliff, there's been some questions, and you've seen Coastal. There's been some questions as to whether Coastal's pitching staff is deep enough in a worst case scenario to go the distance in a tournament. C- compare Coastal's and the Eagles pitching staffs in worst-case scenarios to go the distance in a tournament? Well, I mean, i got to think that uh, if you talk about loser brackets and worst-case yes. scenarios, yeah. you know, look, Coastal obviously has got the ability to hit their way through any tournament. and and But, you know, you, you got to find some arms somewhere. And you see that in every tournament. You see it in the regionals if you have to come through the winner's bracket. 
there's going to be a guy that has to step up that probably hasn't all year and kind of come from maybe his, his typical role and either get a start and give you some innings. We saw it, you know, we've seen it with, with, uh, Tanner Hall in the, in the Oxford regional, right? We saw it with Justin Storm last year. And so it's typically younger guys that come out of nowhere and, and maybe Coastal has that guy or maybe they don't, but, uh, you know, still don't, obviously you can't count them out with that offense. They can hit their way through any tournament. You know, Cliff, we're we're getting near the end. I, I hate to say this, but I think it's true. We're getting near the end of being able to watch Tanner Hall pitch because undoubtedly he's going to be drafted at the end of the year. His his last two or three outings have just been sensational. As a former pitcher, do you enjoy watching him as much as I do as a fan? And Coach Barry, oh my God, Coach Barry yeah, told yeah, us Monday uh, that he just that he gets carried away with watching him pitch during a game. Your your thoughts yeah, about and- watching Tanner Hall? And enjoy is an understatement, Bob. Like what, what he, but he, especially when he hits that other level, like he has the last couple of weeks, and like we saw him, you know, in the middle of that season last year. And, and it's, but it, it, for me, it's the consistency. It, it is, uh, he, he does it week in, week out. And that's, to me, is what, what makes him so great is that he brings that level week in, week out. And look, you, you ask me, and, and he's up there on the Mount Rushmore, he, he's up there with the Nick Sandlins and, uh, the Walker Powell, the Kurt McCarty, like he, he is that guy. He is, he is, uh, set his place in the history of Southern Miss baseball with, with his consistency. And it's, it's, uh, you know, not to mention that the changeup is, is probably one of the, the better pitches in college baseball, if you ask me. Um, but it, it's just, uh, w- watching him is, is, it's a craft. And that, that's what I love about it is it's that he kind of finds maybe something doesn't work week to week and, and he figures it out. And, yeah, to me, that's what makes him so special. All right, last question. 15 seconds left. Are you under or over par at this point of the day? Well, you know, Bob, we just started, but I, I hate this game, if I'm being honest. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm just ready for it to be over, and it's a stupid game, and it takes too long to play. Uh, we're out do here you for do, a good cause, though. It's, it's do you do color on your own shots, Cliff? <laughs> oh, no, Baker does. Baker does. That's what he's here for. Oh, God. So All right. It is. Uh, it's a kids' hub tournament, which is for a great golf. Yeah, and, and they We're call doing it for the kids. And they only call it doing golf it because all the other swear words were already taken, right? right. <laughs> hey, real quick, we're up against the break. You look for the sweep, two out of three. What's your prediction? Oh yeah, sweep, no doubt. All right, Cliff. Thanks, buddy. All right, see y'all. Thank you, Cliff Russell. Everybody joins us every Thursday. Be back next Thursday as well. We'll be right back. Wrap up this version of the Eagle Hour. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Thursday. Our good friends at DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. They bring you the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. DBATHattiesburg.com. Go by and see them. Great facilities, great pro shops all there at DBAT and D1. If you missed a uh, great conversation, great interview, two-segment interview with uh, Mike Federico, former Southern Miss player, coach, and now the head coach for Louisiana Monroe, 
the Warhawks, uh, who will take on the Golden Eagles, host the Golden Eagles this weekend. You can go back and check that out. First uh, two segments on demand later at Super Talk and in podcast form. Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible, as well as we appreciate Cliff Russell for coming on and joining us um, that last segment. Yeah, Heartbreak. Co- yeah, Coach Fed, um, Luke, his son is quite a baseball player at uh, West Monroe High School, which, uh, you know, Dylan Bordeaux played at, who's yeah. a great Southern Miss baseball player. You have to wonder if uh, if that means that his son is going to be an automatic Warhawk or if uh, – or if he might be out there in the market in a year or two. Stay tuned for that, but he's quite a player in his own right, his son. Some heartbreak yesterday in the Sunbelt softball tournament. Lady Eagles, we were following them. Game went to uh, extras, and uh, Lady Eagles took the lead in the top of the 10th. Morgan Linestock was throwing an absolute uh, gem of a game. Struck out five Chanticleers. And uh, the shots got a couple of uh, of ladies on base, and then a three run home run um, to to walk it off and end it. And the Lady Eagles, uh, their season ends at a twenty two and twenty four record. Uh, but man, they played a, a great game yesterday. Had a triple play um, in that game. Coastal Carolina is uh, currently taking on Marshall, and that game is no score in the bottom of the third. Earlier today, South Alabama defeated James Madison. Um, four uh, two one. So uh, all of the uh, softball championship is on ESPN um, Plus. Last night in the Sun Belt, the uh, the College of Charleston ten run Georgia Southern twelve to one. Clemson knocked off Coastal Carolina and Conway thirteen to six. Marshall lost to Moorhead State up in Kentucky six two. East Carolina took down Old Dominion and Norfolk four to one. And, uh, and then ULM and Stephen F. Austin uh, did not play um, last night. RPI, as of today, Federico, Coach Fed mentioned it. You heard him say uh, Sunbelt, um, eight, or, eight or nine teams, and it is. It's nine in the top 100. Coastal at 14, Southern Miss at 23, Troy at 36, Texas State at 37, Old Dominion at 71, Georgia Southern at 76, Louisiana at 81, James Madison at 97, and then App State at um, 100. All right. Early in the program, um, I, I told you guys all fair. This was, uh, was pretty, pretty crazy numbers. And we, we talked about how this pitching staff has matured over the years, but we talked about what we have, have missed out from last year. All right, guys. If you take what Hunter Riggins, Dalton Rogers, Ben Etheridge, Tyler Stewart, Landon Harper are all doing in the minor leagues right now, all those guys, um, in high A or single A, they are combined in, in 89 and two thirds innings. A combined five and two record, a two two seven ERA, hundred and twenty one strikeouts with only thirty seven walks. Oz is proud. Pretty good. Where would we be if all those kids were still on the roster? We'll never know. Yeah, and when you look at that walk to strikeout ratio, we always talk about in pro ball. You you're happy with a three to one walk to strikeout ratio. Those guys are at a four to one strikeout ratio so that's really really good all right we've got a great show tomorrow uh there are two great baseball coaches that live in hattiesburg and there is there's a lot of talk about southern miss hosting another regional there is going to be a regional in hattiesburg and it's going to start in about a week and that's the naia regional william carey university's had an incredible year bobby offered is their Bobby Hofford, yeah. Hofford is their head coach and you know a little bit about him don't you kelly bobby Hofford has been the baseball coach at William Carey, since I've even been in town, he's been around a long time. And this has been one of his best teams. 47 regular season. Right. So we're going to have uh, Coach Hofford on the show tomorrow. Patrick McGee's going to update us on New Orleans. And 
We're going to have a very special guest tomorrow. She is a diamond darling. Her name is Lizzie Smith, and she is from the city of London, England, Kelly Sanders. Oh, pip, pip, cheerio. She said she was, and I'll quote, I'm very keen about being on the show. She's got a new king, too. We can ask her about uh, the, the monarch situation. I am glad that we're having Patrick on tomorrow and that we and that he was actually, I think he, he got caught up with work on Wednesday, couldn't come on, because what a perfect day tomorrow for right. him to walk us through the Saints uh, schedule that's going to be released tonight. Yeah, that's a, that's a great thing. Imagine somebody gets caught up at work, Kelly. You and I probably don't identify with that well. Huh? <laughs> well, there was a day, Bob. The suckers. Right. But with Lizzie here, we'll have to have tea and crumpets and all that sort yes. of stuff in here. Lizzie Smith makes her radio debut, told me that her parents over in London are all excited about it. They're going to be listening to the podcast, and uh, she's delightful. I think everybody uh, everybody will enjoy that. All right, great show today. We've had good shows all week, and uh, we're working on uh, some good stuff for you next week. Taken well. to the road next week as well, Bob. Yes, we will be at Columbia Block and Brick on Thursday and Fuzzy's Taco Shop. You ever been there before? I I have been. On Friday, and that's always a lot of fun. We look forward to that. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Mississippi Media Production.